Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. It is the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show. Liverpool are back at Anfield. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Uh, I'm Paul Machen. Sam Walker and Chris Pajak join me in the studio for this one. Uh, Saturday, 12.30 kickoff. Um, yes, 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 yes. I know. I, I like, You haven't been since the end of the season when, when we went to the Crystal Palace game with 10,000. I did the, the Athletic Bilbao game with 40. But for me, it was a matter of wetting the appetite, Chris. It's just... There's going to come a point where you stood in Anfield, surrounded by Liverpool fans, and it's going to be like, like everything's back to normal again. I think you know what, mate. It's been that long that it's going to feel a little bit alien in some ways to begin with for me because I don't know what it was like when you went for the forty thousand, but you know you've seen it with ten thousand, and it was just it was weird and it was different, and we've seen it empty more than we've seen it full for the last year and a half, haven't we? That's all we've pretty much seen. So there is going to be like uh, some kind of acclimatization there, and I think after five minutes I'll be like home, yeah, home. But there's going to be that like. You know, when you first walk into Anfield when you're a kid and you, you see people do it now on social media and stuff and you've got the video and the yeah. kids looking around, there's going to be 50,000 fellas. Yeah. They're going... Yeah, yeah. No, it's <sighs> kid. But it's, it's kid on Christmas time, isn't it, Sam? That's, yeah. that's the point. For the people who are lucky enough to, to, to be going the game, there's the vast majority, because there'll be people who went to those friendlies, but there were, I think, I suspect there were a lot of, like, New people who went, there were loads of kids who went to that. Whereas, you know, for season ticket holders, there's a lot of people who have nothing to do with pre season games. This is it now. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some were lucky to go to the 2000 fans, some to the 10,000, whatever. They were, they were, they were great at the time, but they were shite. Yeah, this is the this is it. This is Anfield back to normal again. Well, personally, I haven't been since Atletico Madrid. I've, I've done a stadium tour, you know, to get the photos of the cups and that. So I, I am like as close to Kid of Christmas as you can imagine. Like I've, I've, I got me ticket through yesterday and it's like, like the rush of blood and all that. It's, it's, but it's real. Have you planned your morning till yeah. the end of the Well, not quite that much, but. What time are you meeting in the pub? Uh, I probably won't go to the pub to be fair because it won't be open, will it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and go in early at me time just to, you know, help the system out, so to speak. And then we were just talking to definitely, but I want to stay underneath and go up when I usually go up, which would be about, say, it's, 10, 5 minutes, 4 kilos, or 20 pounds. And I want to walk up. up. No. No, not really, no. I want to walk up and see it in full. That's what I, you know what I mean? Like you just said that. What? That's the plan. Go up and just look, walk up the steps of the, um, what's it called? I mean, turns that wherever you call yeah, it, yeah. tunnel. And just look at 54,000 people and go to my seat like I always did. That's the kind of way I want to do it. So it's that way. I don't want to go and see it fill up. 
I don't know why. That's just my sort of. Um, yeah, no, I understand that. I understand that. It's dram- It's more dramatic yeah, your yeah, way, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've always enjoyed watching the warm ups, haven't we? So I'm gonna definitely get in there for the warm up. Like, yeah, no, it's the whole thing. It's opened it up. And look, we, we've done a video uh, which is available on our YouTube channel right now. We I got to go down to Anfield and the Liverpool's the people the the, the top bonds behind Liverpool's ticket and process. Uh, did some interviews with us to talk about the thing. Obviously, there was some. Yeah, it it wasn't great for the for the preseason games in terms of people being locked outside, delayed kickoffs, and all that. They're kind of hopeful that the NFC stuff will work. Um, I, for, again, there's no with no agenda behind it. Like I, my sense from the way they talked to me about it was that they think it'll be it'll be better this time around. Now there are staggered entry times, and apparently that you're getting sent down on Thursday um, for, on your ticket, so you get told when that time is. Um, but yeah, I see a lot of people saying I won't bother with the news asks. I've got me I've got me plan and me process. Fine. Like, I, I don't see there's any reason for anyone to get divided or. Device of the, the whole point is, it's you know, it's not you have to go in there. We'd like you to. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, for me, it's got all it's all the hallmarks of like wearing masks in public spaces kind of thing. Is that it's 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 advisory because it's the idea they just want to again the stagger they don't want a situation where every single one of everyone is trying to do an entirely new process with ten minutes to go. Yeah. It was never going to happen that anyway. And if they can just have a few people go, you know what, I will. Because no one wants to, a little bit of fear around it probably is a motivating factor yeah. of I will get in at half ten. I don't want to be in half ten. What the, what the fuck are you meant to do on the concourse for an hour before the warm up start? Do you know how to sell beer at half well, ten? No, well, know. Know, yeah. well, they're saying two ninety a pint, but I mean two ninety for a for a for a well not a pint for a can of Carlsberg. Yeah, yeah you're all right, but I. But again, for me, it's just about being in and 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 feeling, it. and I don't I don't want to run the risk of being left out mm. because they've told they've they've said that, and the more the it's like there'll be people who are dead set. It's not my it's not my routine anyway. Mm. I don't need to be I don't need to be in five minutes before the game starts, and I know some people do, yeah. and that's sound. Go with what you go with. Like Chris, I like to be there an hour before, so when the goalies come out, I get to watch the goalies warm up, and then the rest of the team comes out, and then they do the shooting practice. I love that. That's like that's a privilege to being in the ground for me because you no don't one see else it on the it. telly. No one else gets yeah, it. That's yeah. the only last thing that, that's the difference almost between being in the ground and not. But yeah, if you want more information on how the entry thing is going to work, then check the video out on our, our YouTube channel on that. Uh, right, we're going to be talking about Burnley. We're going to be talking about uh, how how we got on against them last time, which is quite interesting in terms of how we, we lined to. up. Yeah, uh, and we're going to be talking about what Liverpool are going to be doing in the lineup this time around. But we do have a very short break. Before that, we've got a trivia question. Uh, three former Reds have played for Burnley in the Premier League. Name them and rank them in order of Burnley appearances. Back after the break. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. 
Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There you go. Welcome back. Yes, do download the Ultimate Fan stuff. Uh, Chris was just having a little... A few, I'm just seeing your side. The mine's like, it's got better this week, don't get me wrong. But, but like I've had some terrible players like uh, like some absolute like ooh yeah really yeah okay I, I, we you didn't sure? highlight my my worst players in the in that video but yeah you get as I said look it's it's good fun Chris is doing it Sam you're doing it as yeah. well how's your how's your team looking I'm all right I pulled Trent early on so I was happy with that oh, I, think, well. I think I've got one other really good player <laughs> but the rest of it are lads and I think I know me football but I don't know who they are yeah so yeah how many points did you get the first week I haven't checked to be honest you? I just reopened my pack fifteen fifty. 15. 15. Yeah, do you want to know how many I got this week? 11. Right, I want to see if I, I have to see if I beat that after we finish. Eleven. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah. I mean, I, I had three Burnley players in my starting yeah. eleven. Play for the play for the top prizes, but also just play for free and play see if you can embarrass us. Um, Bruno first one, you'd be flying, wouldn't yeah, you? Or even Salah, yeah. La- absolutely laughing. Right. Anyway, that's enough about all that. The link is in the description underneath. Do get involved. It's, it's good fun. It's very good fun. Um, right. Yes. Um, Burnley at the weekend. Sam could have mm-hmm. battered Brighton, but instead lost two one. Uh, Boots very well. Tarkovsky gave him the lead, and, and and then oh yeah, sorry Tom. Well done. I'll, call, I'll just I'll finish this point and I'll come back to trivia. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they um, I mean, it bodes well for Burnley for a team that we worry about them being like really strong and really compact. Them throwing away leads isn't very Burnley, which should be a note of encouragement. Yeah, and they were at home as well, first game back with a full stadium. So, you know, I think traditionally Burnley never start well, and everyone goes, they're going down. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, they pull a yard dog run together. But I, I was quite happy seeing this game this early because I did feel we, we, we would catch them. They seem to be always start cold. Brian are a good side. Um, to watch so I, th- I wasn't surprised when I saw that result but again I, I, you know when you go 1-0 up at home with your fans behind you you expect to have they score steal. too early though potentially but who <laughs> scores too early how can you ever score too early it's always not home, touched, isn't it when you, know, you score uh, in the second minute and you lose the game thing is like I, I only watched it on match of day didn't watch the full game or nothing like mm-hmm. that but it was like 70 odd minutes where they conceded the two wasn't it and when the game looked fairly even to me um, on the highlights and stuff so I ended up looking at the stats when I'm watching the highlights and they both had like 18 shots or something Burnley had three on target whereas Brighton had like eight or something mm. so they've had loads more cha- good chances as well Like, and even if you think back to last season with Brighton they had one of the biggest differences in like expected goals so actually how many goals they scored it's like 30 goals extra and stuff in the top five divisions in Europe as well not just in England so Brighton are a good side they've always been a good side they just have never really had the striker to be able to put it away don't know whether they've got that now like to be mm-hmm. fair but they're not a bad side but they're a possession side as well which bodes well I think for us going into this do, game do you know yeah. what they need? Divock do a bit of Divock. Divock, a lot of clubs you need a bit of Divock, and one of them's not Liverpool, unfortunately. Um, right, yeah, anyway, the trivia question before the break was three former Reds to play for Burnley in the Prem. Uh, name them and rank them in order of Burnley appearances. Sam Walker's got his hand up. Oh, wow, we've never been doing better on this show. No, 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 no. I'm going to go number one, yeah. Ings. Yes. Number two, Crouch. Correct. 
Flano three. Flano is three. Yes. Inter- and sorry, is that just naming them or in That's terms the order of- I'm going for. Are you? I'm ranking them in terms of appearances. So you mm. went Ings, Crouch, Flano. Incorrect. Oh, Crouchy must be. Ings, Flano, Crouch. Well done, Chris Page. Yeah, come in and mopped up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he played. Peter Crouch made just six appearances. Peter Crouch made just six appearances for Burnley. John Flanagan made ten. It's like he's the archetypal Burnley forward, and he yeah. actually made six uh, six appearances for like, them. Forty-nine years old at that, at, that, at that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was too busy doing the podcast at that point. And Ings only played thirty-five, but then he only did one season in the Premier League with them. He was in the Championship a couple of seasons prior to that. Um, yeah. So last time out when we played them, obviously we we lost our home record to Burnley last season, and it was absolutely horrendous. Uh, I've actually got the team that started for Liverpool that day. Up it wasn't up. a bad side. The forwards weren't great. Well, we had Allison in goal. Um, it was Trent Alexander-Arnold, Matip, Fabinho, Robertson as the back four. That's and this one is of where the best things... back fives of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and this is where things start to get a little bit, a little bit wobbly. It was a midfield three of Thiago, Wijnaldum, Shaqiri, and I, I think this is the point where we were still persisting with Thiago in the six. Um, mm. Oxley, Chamberlain, Divock, and Mane. Um, Salah and Firmino front. came on in this one, didn't they? And I don't remember the circumstances around that. Was he just resting them? It was because before. Man United in the FA we played do we have Man United in the FA Cup after this? Possibly, yeah, we did. Because we played Man U before we got moved to finals. I've literally got the website up. Yeah, we played Man U first, then Burnley. Yeah. Um, so, it was, was, so maybe a poor team selection. We played United him. and drew nil nil on the seventeenth of January in the league. Then we lost to Burnley, then we lost to Man United in the FA Cup, and then we had that little resurgence where we beat Spurs and, and West Ham. Ham, and then it all went a bit Tits. tits up, <laughs> bad tits though. Um, yeah, so I mean, if nothing else, it means we're going to have a stronger eleven for for this game. You'd imagine the big, um, I guess, the big talking points, Chris. We had to feel a bit of this at the weekend. No Hendo, no Thiago, even in the match they squad for Norwich. Now we know that they played on Sunday against Villa in a behind closed doors game, which is why they mm. were winnable. Now, I guess the big question is, do you throw them in here? because you want them fit for Chelsea, or do you use this as a staggered step up because you want them fit for Chelsea? I want them playing for Chelsea, so they're playing in this game for me. I mean, it's six days out. Um, the lads weren't particularly unfit when they came back from pre-season anyway, because they'd obviously been at the Euros and had bit parts as well, which is a good thing. They're a little bit more rested yeah. than maybe the other lads. I'd certainly expect to see Jordan in this from the start. I'm not 100% sure whether he plays both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, you've got to get them in and ready for Chelsea because that's the team that's going to start against Chelsea. There's no way, I think, all right, the midfield we saw last time opening game of the season and stuff, you've got, Fabi- uh, you got Milner, sorry, with Cater and Ox. Well, two of those lads are definitely Ox and, and Cater aren't starting your midfield against Chelsea. So you need to get some kind of rhythm between Fabinho, who's only had... 30 minutes himself, by the way. So he's, he's part of that and the others to get some kind of relationship and stuff. And then it's about like whether you want to bring them on for 30 minutes at the end. Well, they played 80, just under 80 minutes, I believe, both of them, mm-hmm. which means they're ready for 90 in my head. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable a reasonable assumption. I think that the question is, is do you go all three or is there a case of, and we won't know this because this is a behind the scenes of the, the levels of fitness these lads are at, of Fabinho should be fine mm. because he should be ready by now to go into that. And then it's do you bother? Do you need to go Thiago and 
Henderson straight away, or do you go, well, one of you is just playing, maybe, hey, listen, maybe it's 60 minutes for one, 30 minutes for the other in terms of, of substitutions. Is there something there to say and to navigate? Well, you know, actually, so far, so good for you. Keep you going. That's, you know, there's probably some, again, there'll be behind the scenes stuff that we're not privy to, but what are you, where are you coming down on it? So? I actually think the opposite. I actually think Thiago is more likely to start in terms of where he's at with his fitness because Hendo had a big injury and came back. Because Thiago was flying, went to the Euros, did a bit. So he's absolutely. But he carried an injury powers. through the Euros, didn't he? Came out Did afterwards. He? I yeah, didn't know that. that's why that's oh, why okay. he wasn't being used as much. Ah, right. Is that he'd had something where he couldn't he couldn't sprint, could he? Couldn't oh, right. go. For, well, he missed. He also missed the preseason. He game, missed one he? game, didn't he? But then, but then we didn't expect him to play against uh, Osasuna, but he did, didn't yeah. he? So and he came on before Henderson that game, didn't he? So, so I, well, I've always thought. So I'll kind of remain where I was before you've just kind of changed my mind almost. There is I. I before we sat down here, I always thought Thiago was more likely to start. However, it's horses for courses. We've got to respect Burnley. They're a physical side. Henderson's a physical player. So I would actually like to see all three play. And you know what? If we've done well or we need to change it up a little bit and we need to take Henderson off because he's just done 70, then fair enough, we can bring Cater on. That's what a squad's for. Yeah. So I'm actually hoping we see all three this weekend and sort of get that as close to our best 11 back for the Chelsea game. I well. think the fact that Milner played the full game against Norwich was quite... Telling that he, I don't think you'll see him in this yeah. game mm. because everyone else, especially when he was on that yellow, yeah, yeah, because yes. we, we were talking again saying during, during commentary the way and the way the positions were laid out, it wouldn't have shocked to see Harvey come on for Oxley Chamberlain. Um, and in and obviously the way they, the way they organize things around it looked like when, when Fabinho comes on, you well, Milner, Milner was fucking shocked to be fair, yeah. he was yeah. at the what, yeah, really, yeah. okay, sir, I've got. Yeah. Probably, I only came over for a drink anyway, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back on I go, yeah. Money got shares <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but I, I think that would that would certainly make sense. We had a couple of comments here which I think were interesting. First and foremost, thank you so much to Liam Bento, who's been one of our members here as a wonder kid for seven months. He says, shout out to mate for calling the Brentford win on Mates TV before the match even happened. Oracle, it was obvious, mate. Brentford yeah. doing Arsenal was the most obvious prediction of the entire season. If, I get, if that's the only thing I get right, um, yeah, that'll be very lucky. Um, there was another comment here which I want to try and find. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people just complaining about how horrible the match was last time <laughs> out, of course. Um, and, and Josh at 43 is saying, I, I think Cater will probably start against Chelsea. That's an interesting shout. The Cater yeah. stuff, again, I've got a horrible feeling we're going to have a season of this, um, Chris, where Naby Cater has to play 10 out of 10 every week. Otherwise, there's just going to be a, a selection of people who think he's garbage um, for no reason He's whatsoever. just one of those players, isn't he, that seems to split the fan base massively because there's play there's lads out there and girls out there who go well he did play 10 out of 10 and there's others who go he was four mate and he's like there's nowhere in between with Naby and, and there is and that's kind of where he plays most of his, his his football to be honest with you but listen before the was it the Real Madrid game when he got hooked it was wasn't it the yeah. Real Madrid game yeah. last season before that and whenever he's fit he kind of plays yeah so it was only it's only the Real Madrid thing that makes me think actually maybe not, but he might have redeemed himself over preseason. And I also wonder because a lot of the criticism around him was about because I think people have this expectation of what he should be, and for me, he should be the fourth man. So yeah. he he turns he turns the front three into a front four because he gets up and supports and he's given goes and it's just shots from distance and that kind of stuff. He didn't do that in that game, and I think it's because. There's a reason he gets hooked against Real, and there's a reason he gets hooked against Aston Villa as well. Is because is he the guy? Is he is he just not getting it? 
in regards to a lot of the dirty work that has to be done in the midfield. I just thought it was a really controlled performance from Naby. I can't stop you there, though, because whenever he's played for Liverpool, he wins the ball back pretty much more than anybody else. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's another common misconception about him, that he doesn't do the dirty work. What he doesn't do is the dirty work on the edge of our area. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean by dirty work, I mean it's it's, it's more just the, it's the basics of stuff. I saw this a little bit in pre-season. It's when the ball gets... If he's playing left of a three and the ball gets shifted out to the left-back under pressure, he's got to be there for the pass. And there's a couple of times when he's not there, so what that leaves you with no choice but the full-back to come back inside, which leaves you into danger of the forwards putting pressure on the centre-halves, or you're smashing it down the channel for, mm-hmm. for Mane, which is cool, but that's a bit one-dimensional. And it's very hard when you're leaving Sadio Mane 50 yards from goal, deep with his back, yeah. with his back to goal, and then where's Cater for the follow-on pass? Is he in the right position for that? I think that's the it's the it's the little off the ball things that he doesn't he's not as good at. I agree. He's pressing how he does all the front foot stuff forward stuff is great for us. But when we have to when we've done that the old red Brendan Rogers Barcelona once you go past your seven seconds or your nine <laughs> seconds or whatever is he doing those bits? I'm sad to I don't know. But I thought that was a decent that was a decent performance for a lad who's like who's more likely to play games for Liverpool and less likely to get hooked for, when he's playing games. Yeah, I think what Cater is. Is is for me is in the Premier League anyway? We've learned, and probably Klopp's saying this is a horses for courses player because of the physicality of it. Against Villa and Real Madrid, Tony Cruz and um, whoever it was in the, in the Villa team at the time was just pulling strings, were dropping so deep out of Cater's range and just uh, missing out on midfield. I mean, the amount of balls that went from Villa right through us from distance, yeah. and then Watkins was on the end of it, or Barkley was on the end of it. And the same in the Real Madrid game, Cruz caused Murder caused Mer- dropping right in next to the centre backs and missing out. That's why we couldn't press because they were. They were making the pitch big and dropping it out of Cater's pressing zone, which was fantastic management from both managers at the time. And that's for me why he got hooked. Right, he wasn't playing particularly well as well, but he was the worst player on the pitch at Real Madrid. Not at, tw- okay at that time. Real Madrid, yeah. yeah, it was just, again carrying the ball. Yeah, that's it. It's just a case of horses, of course. And I think it's exactly the same now. Is Burnley are going to knock, are going to miss us out this weekend? I cannot see Burnley trying to play that much football through the middle unless certain times in the game. But that's a that's the advantage of having Van Dijk and Matip. Exactly, hundred percent. So about that, it actually ties into a comment. Um, from Adam Fitzgibbon here saying uh, I think we start um, Canate and Verge to cancel out the Burnley power and presence up front and maybe I, I mean look he's, well, he's six foot five as well but also so is, Joel, so is Joel Matip but I do get the point about the the, the power thing there's going to be games where there's a no brainer you, you, you would you would I think for this type of game Chris it's easier to say I'm going to pick one of Matip or Canate maybe over to Gomez if you partner in Virgil van Dijk I wouldn't personally, just from you the go fact. That, no, I'd, I'd stick with Matip. Matip, yeah, yeah. Because I want, I want, I'm expecting Liverpool to have the ball. I'm not scared of Burnley, mm-hmm. and I'm having Liverpool on the ball. And who's who's better on the ball, Gomez or Matip? Matip for me. Matip's probably better in the air than Gomez anyway. Mm-hmm. Gives you more options there. You're gonna. The likelihood is they're gonna sit back, and we're gonna have to break from from deep. We're gonna have a lot of the ball between Matip and whoever the other uh, Van Dijk and whoever the other centre half is anyway. We know Matip can break a line by going on one of them mazy runs. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. You can't be in a position where you're scared of Burnley at home in the Premier League if you if you really think you're good enough to go for the title. You just can't be. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got really good comments. We should go to the comments, actually. Again, uh, we've got Kevin Ball here. 
Um, presumably not the one who gave some great interviews on our Jordan Henderson documentary <laughs> series. But yeah, uh, it's just honestly, uh, these type of games is where we dropped so many points last season. Uh, you don't need to be honest about that. It's just a fact, mate. Um, and yet the year before, none. Exactly. Well, you know, the, and, the, and this is why I'm not so fearful about the Burnley thing to follow to Chris's point, Sam. Mm-hmm. I think we've learned how to play against Burnley. And I think, look at, look at the situations in which they did us. It's two lockdown games. Okay, yeah, Pope has a bit of a worldy after restart, of course, in, in that match. But... It's it's a, it's different. I think when when there is a big noise around it and Liverpool are being physical and getting stuck in, yeah. But I, I also when you when you're coming through pre-season and Liverpool are looking how they improve upon what the, the the catastrophe of last year, I'm going. Who's got our three points? Burnley have got our three points. That's three points back. You look at how you close the gap on City. Well, there's three points that Burnley took off as well. Have them back for a start because I mean you can make a case for maybe dropping points at Turf more, not at Anfield. Mm. Anfield's where you go back, and that's they should be an absolute guarantee. Yeah, and let's be real. You guys and James spoke about it very well on the podcast. The football with fans is a different sport to football without fans. So as we should be looking at last year, of course we should, but realistically it's a totally different game. Compare 2018, 19 and 19, 20 to this game, please, because we're going to be absolutely mad, full of noise and energy and atmosphere and the, the adrenaline on the pitch is going to be huge. So good luck to Burnley dealing with that. And if you know what, if it's nil nil at our time, they've done an unbelievable job. I think we'll play with intensity. We get the ball in the box while they're running back towards their own goal. We don't we squeeze them at times. I just think all of that didn't exist last year because mm. they didn't have us. They didn't have normality, a week off. I just, so I just I, I see it. I don't even look at last year to be honest. And if you, if you're actually going on last year, we just gained two points because Fulham went down and we got one point at Craven Cottage. <laughs> we just got three points at the promoted club. We won yeah. the league. So yeah, actually, yeah. we're already sort of you know if you want to go toe to toe, we yeah. can say you know, but you know we got to try and win all draft again. That's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. But yeah, no. So, so for me, it's about what we bring. The t- I just think it's a different ball game. They, they will not be looking forward to this, Burnley. This will be like oh for God's sake, like. Yeah. Well, welcome, uh, by the way, in the, in the comments again to Andrew uh, Sawant, uh, who's joined us at Wonder Kid, which means you get a bonus show every Monday. It was the final word show this week from Norwich City, uh, which is streaming for you guys live on Monday morning. So the final word show after Burnley will be for Wonder Kid and uh, Cult Heroes as well. And Joshua Lowe, who's been a member for four months, says, Will we risk Virgil van Dijk against the more physical side? And again, we talked about this at the. I would. I've always felt he had to start Norwich to see how he reacted to starting against Norwich and all those things around. I wouldn't be against him. It it depends where he's at. And we've got no idea what his rehabilitation's like. Mm-hmm. That if if you if you're def, you because you want Virgil against Chelsea. Now, our normal logic follows. Well, he plays every game. So he plays this one and then he plays Chelsea because there. But there is a slight possibility that if. If that is the case, and they def- definitely want him for Chelsea, there might be a world in which we do drop someone in. Virgil's got to play him. every game if there's one game a week. 100%. Yeah. And Virgil's only dropping out because you're not going from Norwich away from home two weeks Chelsea. Yeah. You're not, you just can't do that with someone who's come back from an injury. Yeah. You need them to build up rhythm. You need them to get an understanding with the players who, who they're playing with again and stuff. So I'm all for resting Virgil this season, by the way, but it's not when it's one game a week. And you want to, I want to know where he's at. Yeah. And, and I don't only think he can know learned. that if he's tested against different things. Exactly. He needs, he's done the running in behind with yeah. Timo Pukki. He's going to have a bigger challenge with a fast lad against Chelsea. What we want to see now is what he does against the physical side. Yeah. And also Lukaku's a big physical player. He's likely to be rubbing running by then so 
Chris Wood's going to have a similar kind of physicality in terms of the battle as as Lukaku is. Maybe not the pace, but so we, we need that. He needs to get an elbow in the face and go, you know, and maybe yeah. pick himself up off the ground a couple of times. We need that hundred percent. And that, and that's that's be honest. I I don't think Norwich targeted him enough. Mm. It was enough for me. <laughs> but, enough for him. but in terms of, you know, really putting the on him, there's no way Burnley aren't don't try to shit out him and don't try to you know, give him a kick and, and really test him. You're right. I want to know if he's going into Chelsea, you need him as good as possible. And I want to know that he can come through this. You know, I want him to come off if he's coming off with a few more bruises and whatever, good. Because again, I and it's more for the the, the the psychology of Virgil van Dijk. He needs to know that he can come out on the other end of it. I actually be nice for him to end up in a nice Tussle and show that he's okay because he has. Said he's, he's clearly not. He's clearly not there just yet. Um, the the question is again. We just to go back to the midfield stuff very briefly, Chris. You know, Thiago Alcantara is that player that we we bought for these type of games. So if you, let's just say let's let's play a hypothetical game that Fabinho starting and let's say Cater starting, and you've got to choose between Henderson and Thiago, knowing that Cater's already in that midfield. Who are you going with? Uh, that's tough because can I take it back a bit first before I answer it? Sure. <laughs> I'm looking at the Chelsea game. That's mm-hmm. that's where my, all my eyes and my, my, my attention is. And I'm wondering, how did Liverpool start to really get on top of that game against Norwich? Well, for me, it was the tactical changes at half-time. We've mentioned it a few times about getting around Billy Gilmore, who was the best at that. Naby Keita was the best at that. Chelsea have got a much better version of that in Jorginho who dictates the play. Yeah. If we play like we did first half against Norwich, he's going to have a field day, Jorginho. Mm. But we, so we need Fabinho to be able to push that midfield further forwards. Who then, if you're not playing Cater against Chelsea, because it's not going to be Ox that does it, is mm. better at that rollout of Jordan Henderson and Thiago. Now I think skill set wise, Henderson's got it. It's not a role that I've really seen him do ever, though. Do you remember like Henderson being the lad pressing the six, following him round? It's not something I've ever really thought of. It's definitely not a Thiago job, mm. right? So then maybe Cater is more suited to, to to stopping that type of a player. So then you bring it back. I don't want him off for two weeks, Cater. So yeah. I'm putting Cater in anyway for this one, and then I'm probably playing one player alongside him. With that, I'm probably... Probably playing Thiago, maybe, over Jordan. <laughs> Probably playing Thiago, maybe. Brilliant. I'm glad I could really draw an answer Be- out of you on this because one. Because I want Cater to play that more advanced role. I don't want him and Ox to do what they did when they played with Milner behind them. And sort of that in-between, not quite an eight, not a six. Yeah. I want one of my lads to be an eight. Yeah. And I want him to be that fourth player, like you mentioned. And that means you just need someone to sit still next to him. Mm-hmm. And Thiago's probably better suited. That's the longest-winded answer for a simple question, but it's what I've got. What are you doing then, Sam? Thiago? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I'm going him, though. Just okay, because, fine. Just because, again, I'm looking at Burnley and I'm thinking, like... Henderson needs to win others in there as well as as well as Fabinho. He needs to just be a bit more of a tussler, and I, I think I just I just think if we're going to play Cater, I'll come back to something we spoke about a few shows ago. I can't remember what show it was now, and it was we put Cater and Thiago almost in the same basket, and that's what I thought you were going to say then actually. We almost said those two are very similar players. Like they, they play front foot. They're always moving forward. They're looking for like a little dribble and then moving out. Although they're very different players, they're in that basket. And that's why, personally, for me, I don't think we've got another player like Hendo. I think he needs to be in there. The energy, the freedom he gives Salah uh, and Trent. So for me, if we're losing out on 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 Thiago and what he brings, 
I don't want to lose out on Henderson as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a different answer, well, different reasons. It becomes a question, because I was thinking, this is my, my thinking when I was asking the question, is there's not a game you don't really need Jordan Henderson in, because he's fucking brilliant. <laughs> he's really good at everything. And like the Thiago stuff is... Because I mean, uh, the, the obvious answer is you, you put your best midfield three out, which I think has got both of them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah defo. But again, that's Chelsea. That's okay, Chelsea okay. All over. Wasn't nice, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, but that's a, that, that, that's it. But the 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 the, the point is with the, the Thiago stuff is I wonder whether and we, again it's all how far along he is and how ready he is for this. You don't need. Uh, we don't need. Don't necessarily need to go all guns blazing on this one again. I think we'll just. I think we'll just. We'll just take the game at our own pace. You've got the fullbacks to do your attacking. You've got your front three to do your attacking. If you've got Henderson in the midfield, cool. You, he, he'll drive forward. He will. He, he does make three fours. He gets in and around that right hand corner of the penalty area. He helps Salah out. He's, he's always a great player to link up with. He's good from crossing, crossing from deep as well if need be. And then you've got Tiago. If, if it's nil nil with half an hour to go, we'll just roll Tiago onto the pitch yeah. and just have him start to unpick a tired defence. Yeah, that, that, I'm, I'm, I'm kind it's of... It's the double substitution. It's Thiago and one of Jotter or Firmino who sat on oh, the bench, innit? Well, ridiculous. that's the last... Like what we did against Norwich. Well, that's the last question then, really. Jotter or, or Bobby for you, Chris? And he, I think Bobby needs minutes before Chelsea because he's playing against Chelsea for me. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm going Bobby because he's the guy who's going to put pressure on Jorginho in Chelsea game as well. Ooh, and I just yeah. think... Yeah, I just think Bobby comes on, scores, probably plays a little bit better overall than Jota. Jota's your away day, man. He's he's gonna play away a lot this he's, season. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that's it. Bobby just scores away from home, doesn't really yeah. score home so goals. You only need twenty home. minutes, Chris, do you know what I mean? So yeah, true, <laughs> give yeah. Jota the rest. But yeah, a lovely very lovely, amazing position. I'd really like Firmino to just score this week and then <sighs> that just like start the season with a home goal. Yeah. Cause it was like when was it last season when he scored his first home goal? It was like no, it, idea. it was fucking it was a long late, game, wasn't yeah. it? It'd be interesting. I mean, he, he ended the season so well, didn't he? And it, I, this is what this is what we're hoping for, really. Is that last ten games of the season? This is just us picking that form up and, and carrying on. Except you've got players to rotate to maybe aid that a, just a little bit. In fact, I, the good thing is I'm not bothered. He's going to play Tacky, Ox, and Aria from. <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> yeah. Shakiri's playing, even though he's supposed to be <laughs> no, in Leon. But the Tacky thing's an interesting. Is it an interesting yeah. one? Is that again? Ultimately, you'll have nine subs out there but only three you can use means that I, we're back in that situation where I don't know where players are getting their game all of a sudden we go oh isn't it exciting how well one game Amino a week played? you don't know but it's like yeah, yeah. it's fine yeah. in a but, few weeks time we'll have to but that's still what mid to late September, September. by the time they you play yeah yeah and it, that, that, that's, the, that's the point of like how how, you, how do you get them because you're right because that's, that's what I'm saying nine subs Taki will be on the bench but all of, but then you're making one sub. So let's say Thiago and Hendo start. Well, one of one of them's defo coming off. Yeah. At least you're gonna bring on one of you. The other one of the front four is definitely coming on at some point. And you might and you might look to protect Shimakas again or one what, of the centre halves. What, what, what or, might be interesting, I don't know whether anyone's looked into this type of stuff and, and when the under 23s games are and all that type of stuff. But I wonder whether there's like two break glass options on the bench, almost where it's like don't go through the warm ups. You're absolutely necessity. Like if something terrible goes wrong, yeah. so that they can play and maybe in under twenty three games the next day. So yeah. you know what I mean? I wonder whether anyone's done anything like that with mm. the, with having the extra subs. Yeah. It, I, th- I think one thing, just slightly rolling back with Minamino, is the fact that Elliot came on the other day. I think was quite telling. That could Do have been know? Tacky. Yeah, but could it have been because Tacky can't? He comes on in midfield. Two nil up. Maybe we, we might have even been three nil up. I think we were three nil up at the time. Were we? Is that right? Yeah, was it? He came on 81, Quite didn't late, he? didn't he? When the Salah like score, it was quite like, whoever you bring on, we've won the game by then. So, But I thought that was quite 
good positive for Elliot. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, it's another game where if Liverpool are comfortable at some stage, he's the one you want to bring on, isn't it? And this goes back to that point about when you're saying Liverpool need another striker or they need another forward. And at the minute, look, again, Origi's, you know, Origi's, we're not even really talking about Divock Origi's involvement in any of these things. We're talking about how Taki Minamino gets a game, yeah. and neither of them are, get, you know, need. There's not enough subs <laughs> for them to for them to get a game. Okay, five subs, you do. You bring Minamino on for the last ten minutes just to get him, just to get him on there, just to get him more acclimatized. But yeah, I mean, look, it's a long season. It's not going to be determined right here, right now. But I do wonder whether we might. It'd be a stretch to imagine Minamino will start this game yeah. at, at all, but you might see, you might see a bit more rotation because it's not to your point. You one game a week, you don't need to rotate because they're dead, but you might need to rotate just so that when you do need to play them, they're not coming in cold. Having not played a game for six weeks, yeah, we'll see. Um, Bus Beard with the super chat in the comments uh, right here uh, says uh, we absolutely have to improve our shots to goals ratio. Man, you seem to have ten shots and score three or four, and we often need twenty five shots to score two. Um, uh, I agree, actually. Yeah, but it's always been us. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I mean, look, I, there was a when when um, the they have a mark three pens a game though. There is <laughs> with what is it? Yeah. No point eight xg. There, there was the, there was the goal where where um, Greenwood burst clear on the counter attack and he burst on his pace against Leeds and he slots it left foot to bottom corner. Good and goal. I was watching that going. He won't score here. Yeah, and he did. Now he's just one of them, and it's no, the target. Yeah. And, it's, and, and to be fair, it's, it, he wasn't playing inverted that day, yeah. so he was on his left. He was on his good foot. That was Mane. Not Mane's not yeah. scoring that with his left with, with his left foot, and on the flip side, Salah's not scoring that with his right. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I don't know whether that's a fact or whether that's just a feeling. Whether it's like we everyone feels the rubbish at corners, or their team's the worst at corners, but everyone's rubbish at corners. We we you are, I, I I get that. We can do it. But also we can have games where we don't. But also we've got enough firepower that the odds of Salah, Firmino, Mane, and now Jota or one of you know whichever one of them is coming off the bench, not scoring, is going to be incredibly, incredibly and, rare. And Virgin Matip and Fabinho on corners. And well, I think, and I also think Jota is that. I think he yeah. is the guy who just scores. You know, he's untidy, but he he has that unbelievable knack of just being between the sticks and kicking the ball at the goal at the right time so I, I agree I think everyone agrees that you know, I'd like us to be a bit more clinical this season but by comparison uh, to last I, season there's lots of things I want to be... in the league yeah. and yeah. they're all saying yes though yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and I remember just on the corners thing I remember a couple of years ago looking into it and it was about 1 in 11 I think you yeah. scored from a corner I think we had 10 or 11 corners the weekend we scored from 1 yeah there you go and is it, there's an interesting article Paul Tompkins has just done about how having Virgil and Matip and then now adding Canate and Fabinho back into midfield we're going to score loads more goals this season from set pieces and not necessarily directly but indirectly yeah. because Bobby Firmino is brilliant from corners because you're so focused on the centre halves that he, he gets free the Salah's free because they commit so many bodies to stop and Kate is free they've now seemed to have taken up a position that's strategic there's no way that was accidental that Salah and, well, and Cater both could have scored and Salah did score from their position yeah. and by the way Manny's awesome in the air as well yeah. and, and also just to back up your point from earlier on in the show Henderson that's a reason to play yeah. him isn't it the, yeah. the height yeah definitely right let's have a look at the other games going on this weekend we can get them up for you guys on the screen now for you watching at home uh, Liverpool Burnley is the first game of the weekend Aston Villa Newcastle It'll be interesting to see if Villa can get be a bit better than getting battered by Watford Palace Brentford no idea no idea Leeds Everton Patrick Vieira's Palace Polk Leeds Everton's got draw <laughs> written all over it by the way as Rafa starts to work his way Le- through Leeds the Leeds first game at home win 
that's a proper like Old if, if Rafa had game. been there for longer that's got like Benitez Bielsa that could have oh, been yeah, a cool little yeah. fucking thing but with Everton I just don't think they're quite where he wants them yeah mm, yeah Leeds to win yeah 3-1 yeah who else has only got City I, I think I think Everton will get I, 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 if, I don't think Everton will win but I think they'll I that would be very rougher to go and just spoil, try nil, and spoil nil, everything yeah. they're doing. And it's interesting as well. I don't know whether Everton have got the, the personnel, but there's loads of really interesting analysis about the Man United approach and how Ole got associates just got Bielsa's number. They know how to play against Leeds and how to break them down. And Rafa is that kind of manager who will look at that. It's just whether he's got yeah, the, the staff players, to yeah. be able to do the things. And maybe, not the quality, certainly, but he's got pace. You know, he's got plenty of pace to, uh, you know, with potential front. Right, Dunk. I want you to look at that game. <laughs> yeah. And tell me how to win. Tell me how to just get, get a big lad up front in the yeah. middle there yeah. and just whip last, the ball. Last like. Put Fernandez there, yeah. <laughs> City, <laughs> Norwich. I think it'd be daft of us to expect Norwich to, for Lightning to strike twice or three times at this point. Why? Uh, because I'm trying to anti-jinx it, Chris. Okay, then then it's a City big win. Yeah, yeah. big win Six for Man nil. City, no doubt. Absolutely going to turn Norwich over, unfortunately. Um, um, Brighton, Watford, not asked. Um, Southampton <laughs> host Man United. See, see that one, that that Southampton United game. United should win that game, like yep. they should, but yep. it's the first game at St Mary's with fans. Yeah. So there's always that. This first two weeks, you're right. There's a it's bit of better, be, yeah. better off in a lot of these situations. The Southampton thing, you're right. Man United should batter Southampton because I think they're all over the place. It's like a bit of a fire sale going on there at the moment. But also they they have got it's a bit of a, a hoodoo team for them Man United over the years yeah, and look Man United again will probably back. I've got a feeling United are going to start the season quite strongly but Same. I think given they're also that club where I don't think they're as good as they think they are so I wouldn't be shocked to see Southampton take something from them there Shea was Adams it Southampton ruined. that kept getting beat 9-1 yeah 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 I think it might be one of them you know okay. to Southampton no until no. <laughs> no. Shea Adams absolutely put Varane on his arse Wolves <laughs> Wolves um, Wolves Tottenham and then another interesting oh one wow there. managers mm. oh yeah go ahead yeah, yeah that's Wolves that yeah, Arsenal. That is, that's the emotion of having their old manager in the other dugouts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Arsenal Chelsea is the obviously the sort of draws the eye fixture mm-hmm. of the weekend. Again, can anyone see Arsenal getting anything yeah. out of this? You can. Again, first game at home. I can see so them we, getting fucking leathered. No, no, but we know as well, though. We know as well that there was issues there on Friday, which they're not going to have this week because they have about seven players unavailable yeah. for the squad. And it wasn't food long team. So I just think. I like, I like. I think Chelsea are a good side, but I'm still waiting for them to prove that they're ready. I, still, I think they've got to prove that they're ready to attack the title. This is a tough game. I'm happy because I think I'm I'm happy for. But in my wider scheme of things, I don't think Chelsea are going to lose lots of games this season. We need. We could really do with beating them next week. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I think. The, and it's one of those things where them losing back to back games is a, a very early in the season. Well, that'd be great. But I think it's quite unlikely. But I wouldn't mind Arsenal giving them a bit of a bloody nose. But I also like the idea of them battering Arsenal and feeling like that proves that they're absolutely amazing, overlooking the fact that Arsenal are crap. But can we have a draw then? Can, can we at least? You by all, okay? by all means. Uh, yeah. Okay. West Ham, um, Chelsea are gonna win. <laughs> West Ham, um, Leicester is Monday night football, which that's again is gonna be, be a good, really good, good game. game. Yeah, yeah, that's the one where again it's not the it's not the glamour, it's not the one the eyes drawn to. But there's two teams who were battling out for the European places mm. last season, both in Europe this year. Yeah, 
yeah, really interested to see where West Ham are actually at, and same and the same with Leicester, to be honest. So yeah, very good indeed. Right, um, right. I'm going to be doing an Oppo preview this week with uh, Vizzy, uh, who's more known for his Twitch FIFA antics, I suppose, but he is the the biggest, most well-known Burnley fan on the planet. Uh, so I will be talking to him on Thursday to get a little bit of an insight into Burnley as a football club, uh, and then a little bit about the match itself. One of those videos getting a bit more of a wider, broader knowledge will be streaming on the RedmenTV.com. So get involved with that. Um, let's have some score predictions then, Chris Pajak. Liverpool Burnley half twelve four nil Liverpool. I like that, Chris. Three nil. I was going to go. I'll take a three nil as well. Yeah, I think. I mean, look, I'll, I'll have a four. We I'll almost got three one when that goal nearly went. I was thinking I predict that well, but I need the clean sheet for Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let us know your uh, score predictions. Uh, we'll be doing starting eleven prediction on Thursday as well, so do check that one out. Uh, if you want more content from us, then of course do sign up to the RedmenTV.com. We've got the Reds transfer roundup show, which I recorded earlier today, talking about the Salah contract conundrum and of course the possibilities of Jordan Henderson as well. What? Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> 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 but you're trying to get my attention. Trying to put you off. All oh, right, so um, it worked gloriously. Yeah, um, great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I yeah. did wonder as well. We, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So get on there anyway. Really good show, and it's a brilliant service. A little bit like Netflix for Liverpool fans. So if you want more content, check out our streaming platform. Also, we've got a fantastic competition. So if you sign up now at Club Legend here over there, not only do you get access to all that brilliant content, but you're entered into an amazing one of a kind competition as well. Details to follow in a second. Right. Thank you, gents. It's been an absolute. What were you? But what were you doing? I'll pick up my nose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> okay, so. I thought you were doing like some sort of like. Thing. Right, okay, Sam, cool. Uh, right, so we'll be back uh, at the weekend uh, as well. There'll be a watch along for the game, and I'll be at the ground as well with some videos. So, yes, yeah, stay tuned for all that. See you all soon. Tara. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,